owners of dogs will have noticed that if you provide them with food and water and shelter and affection, they will think you are God. Whereas owners of cats are compelled to realize that if you provide them with food and water and affection, they draw the conclusion that they are God. Hello and welcome to episode 194 of Under the Cowl of MS. It's a Thursday episode, little comics, little multiple sclerosis, little whatever. And for the comics today, I'm getting behind on my reading, but I did read up on Oh Yeah Comics, issue number zero to number four, to get the feel of that. Find out what that run of comics by Art Baltazar and Franco from the Oh Yeah Comics groups was all about. This was fun. It's a variety of different stories throughout. Uh, the first, well, the it number zero issue goes back to North Pole area. They action cat and adventure bug end up fighting some uh, snowmen, evil snowmen, and then Santa gives action cat a can of magic snow. It says, here, you take this away and put it someplace safe. And they are headed home, Action Cat and Adventure Bug. And they run into this polar bear character. And he invites them in for some root beers and throws their magic snow in his freezer and ends up not having ice for root beers and going into the, opening the magic snow can and some stuff happens. And you'll have to check it out and see what happens with it all. But that was fun, and then there's a little story of a octopus-like character being born from an egg, and just keeps growing and growing and growing, get bigger, bigger and bigger, and then meets up with Action Cat and falls in love with Action Cat. And that character's name is Sweet Sweet Matilda, and so you get to see what happens with. Her and Action Cat, and there's this one clam character that comes and kind of gives us our first introduction to the Marquad character, the giant uh, lobster, evil lobster character that we'll see lots more of in the future. And then in the first issue, it gets into... Action Cat and Adventure Bug at the shop. Oh, yeah, comic shop. Basically, Cornelius and Aloysius are their altered names. And they sit there and make some mistakes. Say they're hungry for lunch when it's only 10 o'clock in the morning instead of giving away that they're Action Cat and Adventure Bug. So, basically... Uh, Venture Bear basically gives them a break for the day and says take your lunch early. They go and have some pancakes and then this Franco looking cook runs in the evil cat and the evil cat wants a giant pancake made. Uh, Franco <laughs> we will call him for now. Makes a giant pancake, and then Evil Cat does some stuff to make the pancake come alive, and you'll have to 
see what happens with terrorizing the town. And then we get to see another action cat and adventure bug show up. And this is the bug is Shelly and the adventure cat is a the female delivery girl cat from the oh yeah comic shop. And we get to see them come in and take care of some stuff because there's people that are on search of the Goji Nana, which no one knows what it is until they find out later on that this was a character that was drawn by one of Art's kids. But you gotta check out what the Goji Nana is. You gotta see this. And then there's an art gallery thing where Evil Cat messes with Action Cat's painting and makes his own painting and yeah, see what happens with that. We got a ghost bug story in this one, which is cool. A great introdu- introduction into ghost bug. And a lot of fun little mini stories and stuff throughout. They're great. All ages, family-friendly comics that are a lot of fun. I enjoy reading them. I'm 50, 51 years old, so... Third, well, the second issue, Action Cat and Venture Bug are enjoying some coffee, and then uh, Hammond comes in, Adventure Bear, and uh, notices that the Action Cat, Cornelius, uh, Adventure Bug, and Action Cat, they're Basically wants him to dress up like Ashen Cat so he can get some, get put on a new app and get some more publicity for the store. And then there's Action Cat gets hypnotized and goes to like this group meeting for apps. And they have a whole plan to destroy the world by this new cell phone character. And you're getting introduced to a lot of new characters through these first few episodes that I've never seen before so it's kind of cool. There's a little ghost bug mini story in here and they go back to more with the cell phone guy character and attacking the world and taking over the all the apps and bringing game app characters into the world. And, uh, it's fun because we also get to meet this craft, the Crafty Bieber his first appearance in here. Uh, Another interesting character. Uh, you have a little uh, video game play on the uh, birds. What the heck is it called? The Evil Birds game. I can't remember. <laughs> it's probably called Evil Bird. But yeah, it's fun watching them play with that. And there's one with a big fight between an action cat and Evil Cat and a bunch of other characters around him. We see some controversial things comes in with lightsabers and stuff. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun uh, seeing stories written by Scoot McMahon and stuff, and more characters we we know from different groups. Leto, you got Smith, and there's a variety of different people that appear doing uh, some of these different stories. In the third one, 
action cat and adventure bug travel to Italy and then get into some Japan stuff. And we have little cross continental little adventures going on. There's some neat little art pages in here in this issue, which are fun. Uh, then we got one where, uh, episode where uh, the bear named Hammond which is also awesome bear we get his origin story in this issue and where he comes awesome bear between uh well I'm not gonna give it away but it tells you how he becomes awesome bear and it's all during a Little trek where he's searching for the Goji Nana character too. So that was that was a fun little story, and then we get back to the shop, and there's some more stuff going on with the two different action cats in here. And there's a more serious looking story, which is interesting, done by Morikai Davies and Milik Milikov. Medlikov. But it's a whole different drawing style. And it's just fun just fun to see in these different different stories, just how they can collaborate together. It's just a lot of fun and it's great for the family. And these are and you go right on the IA Comics, the Art Baltasar page in order to use. I think they're three dollars a piece. They come. Uh art likes to throw in some extras in there. And stuff. Every one of these comics that come autographed, at least the ones that I've ordered. But it's nice to get every issue autographed, and they're still only a few bucks a piece. Uh, it's nice. And then this third one, or well, fourth one, I should say, number four, we get an introduction into Zombie Cat, which is cool. Zombie Cats, basically by Franco and Nicholas Aureliani. It's a fun little story with him and the little ghost character. Uh, the sidekick, and then he goes off to... Well, he's, the ghost is the sidekick to Evil Cat, but then gets kidnapped by Zombie Cat and becomes Zombie Cat's side, sidekick, and what happens when evil cat finds out it's just there's a four pause story going on in here a little short story and then another story by four pause getting ready for a, a boxing tournament again against action cat and then denver brubaker did a story in here of the female action cat and adventure bug Shelly. And then there's an anti gravity bear we get introduced to. Yeah, they have a little birthday party for that character in here with another story. And then there's a story of like a lizard beast, uh, gooey glop type character. <laughs> That comes into this one. There's a lava magma storyline in this one. This one had a lot of different little mini stories throughout. 
a lot of different collaborations with people. But yeah, these are a lot of fun. I'm going to keep collecting all of them. I love on the backs of each one too. They have like a little artwork scene, a full page artwork scene. They're pretty cool looking. Especially the number zero issue. That's got to be my favorite out of the five with the back picture. But yeah, check those out. Oh, yeah, comics. Can't go wrong. They're a lot of fun. I'm going to get back to you with a little bit of what happened with the Nintendo Direct thing for E3, the event after the E3. And then we'll get into some multiple sclerosis stuff in a second. Okay, fans of the show, or non-fans, you can support the podcast by leaving five stars and liking it, or leaving five stars and not liking it, and tell us why, and we will let people know, and we'll try and make it better for you. You can also click on support on my Anchor page, and donate and support the podcast. Or if you'd like to actually get something for a donation, you can send a donation to PayPal at kevintheduckpool at gmail.com. And you can see that in many of the show notes, the address. Uh, For fans inside the U.S. only, a $15 donation will get you a Gemini comic box with five random comics in it. A $30 donation gets a priority mail padded flat rate envelope, 12 random comics in it. And a $100 donation gets you a priority mail medium flat rate box with 40 random comics in it. Comics will be in fair to very good condition. They may have been used on the podcast, may have been unread, may have been read, just random comics out of my mixed boxes that I will be getting rid of to downsize. And for our international listeners, since shipping's so rough and customs are a pain, I am going to offer two options to start. We'll see how it goes. But a $50 donation gets you a priority mail padded flat rate envelope with 12 random comics in it. And a $125 donation gets a priority mail medium flat rate box with 40 random comics in it. So there's a comic deal. If you want to donate, help out the show. This will get me a little something and get you a little something also. Thanks. Okay, Nintendo did a separate little video game showing the day after the four or three days of E3, whatever it was. And then the fourth day, they had a Nintendo Direct little session that was separate. I haven't seen nothing for PlayStation. I see some PlayStation uh, game previews that I'm going to check into separately. There are a few that aren't on the other, that weren't announced on the other platforms that are probably PlayStation exclusives. Um, I'll look into those and see what, what they have to offer, but it's pretty stupid if PlayStation doesn't do a show this week, but we'll see. I could be wrong, but I think they're pushing it off for later in the year to have their own little event. But Nintendo did their own little thing too, 
right after E3, and it was Nintendo Direct. Uh, basically, Switch is the main platform for them nowadays. So everything, I think, is running off the Switch. Uh, we had Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Tekken crossover in it. So that looked pretty different. Uh, it, I thought for sure it was a Tekken game at start. But then they bring in the whole Super Smash Brothers thing. Then you realize it's the same shit, just a different generation. Basically demon forms for characters and stuff like that. And the Tekken characters. Uh, I like the one little thing where the Tekken character drops the little Kirby character off a cliff. It's like, what the fuck? That was mean. And then Kirby just flies up in the air and just goes wandering off. <laughs> Like, screw you, you can't kill me. And we got Life is Strange. They have a remastered set and a new color or true colors add on coming into it. So that's a whole thing being done, I'm guessing, because all the LGBTQ plus whatever. Things that have been crossing over into everything these this year. I'm guessing that's why they're doing that. Uh, but it looks a lot of fun. Life and Strange always. The visuals are great. The storyline's great. So I'm just not totally into those read and, read and choose adventures for the video game. I'd rather do it in book form, but... Life and Strange is Strange is one of them that I did play through. I couldn't get into many other ones other than The Walking Dead's first season. I couldn't couldn't do it beyond. I got halfway through the second season. Eight sitting there waiting for stuff to happen. And then all of a sudden they do it and I don't have my hand on the controller and it's like, oh shit, I didn't push the button fast enough, so my choices don't matter and everything gets screwed up and changed. I'm my basis for the story and you gotta restart everything and that's that can be annoying but if you're into those games that was, life is strange is one of the best ones out there um basically choice based super supernatural story gameplay uh, then we have marvel guardians of the galaxy which will also be on this platform uh worms rumble Basically, cross-platform combat with the little Worms characters. You remember them back in the day, the Worms, I believe Worms Armageddon and stuff. Had little uh, Nightcrawler Worms with military helmets on. (laughs) Fun little games. Uh, But this is a battle form, so I'm not really big on the battle style. I'd I'd play it, but I I wouldn't go out and buy it right off the bat. They had Astria Ascending, kind of a demigod turn-based comic combat style. Had some good visuals and stuff, but I don't know much about it. Two-Point Campus, which I've talked about, building and running a university. They got that on here. Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania. It's a 20th anniversary, I guess, celebration coming out. They had Mario Party Super Superstars, which is mini games galore, online play supported. 
have over a hundred mini games on the, on that on that uh, version. Metroid Five. They talked. They said Metroid Five, but then they also labeled it Metroid Dread. I don't know if that is Metroid Five or if that's an add-on for the Metroid Five game called Metroid Dread. You'll have to check it out if you're interested in Metroid. Uh, basically, first-person shooter video style, and then it switched over to 2D side-scrolling gameplay style look. So I'm guessing it's a 2D side-scrolling game. I think the first-person shooter videos were just video portions of the game, but I could be wrong. Uh, maybe Metroid 5 is first-person shooter and Metroid Dread is the side-scrolling. I don't know. They don't show and explain this stuff enough unless you sit and listen to the hours and hours and hours of people talk about the games. <laughs> I just get too bored with it. I just want to see the previews myself and give my own judgment. That's the way I like to do it. But I mean, overall, they had between Nintendo Direct and E3 and everything, there's probably been over 40 hours of just visual crap to watch. But... Just Dance 2022. Again, I'm not into those dancing games, but it was a big thing back in the day. So if you're into it, you're getting a new one. Uh, Cruise and Blast. It's an anim- animated style racing and shooting game. It looked like a lot of fun. I could see getting into that. Add Dragon Balls Z. Uh, Kakarot. I don't know what expansion this is, what number Dragon Ball Z this would have came off of or what, but it's called Kakarot, and basically you get new powers and stuff through this, it looks looks like, but they didn't give enough visuals on it. Uh, Awakens set, which is action RPG with storyline play. And it looks like it's a set of games. Uh, Mario Golf, Super Rush, basically standard golfs. They have stand, standard golf in here. And then I wish they'd have an add-on that was a mini golf, but they, they didn't mention that. They have a speed golf, a battle golf, a golf adventure, and then lots of future updates coming. Monster Hunter Stories 2 is also on this one. Um, There's Rune, where you uh, ride your monsters, you can build crafts, you can battle, there's friend co-ops and stuff. I think it's Monster Hunter Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Rune, I think it's actually called. Uh, WarioWare, get it together. Basically, micro game mayhem, two-player co-op. Shin Megami Tensei 5, basically a high school student living in Tokyo pulled into a different dimension where angels and demons reside, command-based fighting, demon fusing. It looked pretty cool. I'm usually not into those style games, but that one looked kind of interesting, at least visually-wise. They have Rampa Decadence. 
basically three to four games in the series, it looks like. Uh, psycho murders, teddy bear, a psycho teddy bear, school life or death storyline, murder mystery style game. They have Fatal Frame, Maiden of Black Water, which is basically a horror adventure game with ghosts. That looked kind of fun. Doom Eternal, The Ancient Gods Part 1 expansion is coming out for the Doom fans. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Basically, Tony Hawk and other great borders uh, remastered gameplay. We got Strange Brigade, which is a warfare against uh, mummified monstrosities with co-op and online play, which looked fun. They also have the Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope game with the scary-looking rabbit Rosalini and Mario gang up. Advanced Wars 1 and 2 reimagined and rebuilt turn-based com- combat-style game. Hyrule Ro- Warriors Age of Calamity expansion for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD game. Basically the oldest era in the series. How it all began will unravel in this game. So it'll go back to the beginnings of Zelda. So that's, I'm really interested in that one. But I don't have a Switch, so I'm going to have to get one of those eventually. Game and Watch system with three Zelda games they showed. It has The Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link, which are two big games, and then two smaller version games. They had the Game Boy version of Link's Awakening game, which really sucked in my opinion, but hey, it's a Zelda game. And then they have a special game called Vermin, starring Link as a main character, which looked really cheesy, but I'd play it. And it's also got the regular watch function and the playable clock with the timer with Link game and all that stuff. So those are fun. Uh, sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is progressing and looking good. They teased us with that. And then we had some random systems that had some announcements. Well, games for random systems. I don't, didn't say exactly singling out what the games are for. I'm assuming they might be on all systems or most systems. But Serial Cleaners looked fun. It's a single-player stealth action crime story serial killer style game. I give that one about a 4 out of 5. Recompile, which is a pixelated puzzle-solving game. That one just looks so cheesy. I had to give it a 1 out of 5. Until you play it, those cheesy ones, like I've said, and I Played a lot of cheesy looking ones that were very basic that ended up being very fun. Great uh, Memory is a first person shooter Tomb Raider Tomb Raider character look with crisis gameplay style look, uh, sword play with big action. This one looked a lot of fun for a sword play game. I gave it a five out of five. I want to play it. Uh, small. Small Land, S-M-A-L-L-A-N-D. Basically, miniature adventure in a vast open world. Tame creatures, build your world, fight. Uh, I give this one about a 4 out of 5. Another Honey, I Shrunk Your... The Kids style game. 
Airborne Kingdom, which is a Sky City builder, which I believe I talked about previously, where you explore the landscapes below the huge worlds that you build. This one I give a five out of five. I want to play this. This second piece. Wasting a lot of hours, just mindless gameplay. Everspace 2 is Arkov the Vortex. Space adventure exploration with outlaw battles in space, unique weaponry, scavenging. Give that one about a four out of five. It looked pretty good. Uh, Knockout City, which is a multiplayer crossplay battle style game with balls like dodgeball. Uh, Fortnite style, though. It's got a heat wave add on where you collect ice pops to cool down and you earn tickets to get bonuses. They have like an ice cream truck glider, which is neat looking. They have two verse two verse two gameplay in this, which is something newer and unique. Uh, all special ball events where every ball is just a sped like a bomb ball, speed ball, or whatever, whatever they're going to do with these different types of balls. Uh, seasonal play, I can see this definitely be in an esports event in the future. I give it a three out of five until I get to see it, but I'm not into those big multiplayer games. But if I was, I'd probably give this a four or five out of five. Yeah, that is it for video games news. And we'll get back to you with a little bit of MS stuff coming up here next. Okay, getting a little MS stuff. Uh, before I look at some MS sheets, I basically, I mentioned a little while back, I had some testing done, found some more crappy news, some shit with my liver and stuff like that, and some other things that they're fi- they found that I'm still waiting on tests for other areas and stuff. But for some reason, I had to get a hepatitis A and a hepatitis B vaccine because apparently my body didn't my body now for some reason if i go near someone with hepatitis a or b i can just be around them and get it i guess or something i don't know they're really not giving me all the explanations of this but i got a couple pieces of paper with it so i just basically why you're getting vaccinated for hepatitis a uh, hepatitis A vaccine can prevent hepatitis A. Hepatitis A is a serious liver disease. It is usually spread through close personal contact with an infected person or when a person unknowingly ingests the virus from objects, foods, drinks that are contaminated by small amounts of poop stool from an infected person. That's this makes you really want to go out and eat. <laughs> Most adults with Hep A have symptoms including fatigue, low appetite, stomach pain, which I went in for, the nausea, and jaundice, yellowing skin or eyes, dark urine, light-colored bowel movements. Uh, Most children less than six years of age do not have symptoms. A person infected with Hep A can transmit the disease to other people, even if he or she does not have any symptoms of the disease. Most people who get Hep A feel sick for several weeks, but they usually recover completely and do not have lasting liver damage. 
In rare cases, hep A can cause liver failure and death. This is more common in people older than 50 and people with other liver diseases. Oh, gee, I'm 51. So. <laughs> Yay! Hep A vaccine has made this disease much less common in the U.S. However, outbreaks of Hep A among unvaccinated people still happen. Uh, and it doesn't give really you no know, side effects or anything. Basically, if you have an allergic reaction after a previous dose, or have any severe life-threatening allergies, you're supposed to let them know, but it doesn't really go much in here other, other than uh, risks of soreness or redness where the shot is given, fever, headache, tiredness, or loss of appetite can happen after the vaccine. Now, I felt just out of it yesterday after it and tried to sleep, but I couldn't. Uh, people sometimes faint after medical procedures, including vaccination. Uh, yeah, they don't have nothing serious about side effects and stuff. And then the why you get the hep B is it can prevent hepatitis B, which is a liver disease that can cause mild illness lasting a few weeks, or it can lead to a serious lifelong illness. Acute hep B infection is a short-term illness that can lead to fever, fatigue, loss of appetite, nausea, vomiting, jaundice, uh, and pain in the muscles, joints, and stomach. Uh, hep B infection is a long-term illness that occurs when the hep B virus remains in a person's body. Most people who go on to develop chronic hep B do not have symptoms, but it is still very serious and can lead to liver damage, cirrhosis, liver cancer, and death. Chronically infected people can spread hep B virus to others, even if they do not feel or look sick themselves. I had the telemarketers calling already today. Hello, Mr. Telemarketer. You're live on a podcast. What you had to say. I'm talking to the telemarketer, not to you. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, basically, hep B is spread when blood, semen, or other body fluids infected with hep B virus enters the body of a person who is not infected. People can become infected through birth. Uh, sharing items such as razors, toothbrushes, contact with blood or open sores of an infected person, sex with an infected partner, sharing needles, syringes, or other drug injection equipment, exposure to blood from needle sticks or other sharp instruments. Um, most people who are vaccinated are immune for life. Uh, it's given over a multiple amount of shots. I know I had to have this one done. I got to go for a second one in a month and another one in six months. And now we got the cat helping us do the podcast because someone just had to get up and go by the cat, I'm assuming. Wake it up. But yeah, it's, I'm totally not, not sure why I'm getting all this, but I will find out more from the doctor and let you know, I guess, if you. 
you're interested at all or not, because I'm just recording this stuff, so I got records of all my medicals. Yeah. I believe this one still has the same soreness and reaction issues and stuff, too, so you can check that out. And, of course, I went to pick up lunch after the doctor visit, or dinner, I should say, and when I did, I stopped and got Chinese and some dumbass lady. We were just talking the other day about kids and dogs in her car. She pulls up in her van and parks next to me, well, a couple of cars down from me. And she gets out of her van and leaves her daughter, which is probably about two years old, in her car seat in the back and with the dog. So she left both her child and dog in the car as she went in and ordered food. And when she got out of the car to go in, her daughter was already crying and complaining about the heat. And the stupid bitch still went in and got her food for her fat ass. And I sat there. I did not have my cell phone with me. Otherwise, I would have took a picture. So I had it on hand in case I had to get the kid out of the car. But if I would have seen the kid starting to nod in her car seat or something, I would have went and took the kid and the dog out of the car. But I sat there until the stupid bitch got back in her car and left. But, yeah, come on, people. Get your head out of your ass. It's hot as hell. The kid's already crying because you don't have the air conditioner on. You just got a window cracked. Or you should definitely be put in jail for shit like that. Then multiple sclerosis. I got some more sheets to read that the doctors gave me. Back in the day, basically recognizing multiple sclerosis symptoms. People with MS tend to have their first symptoms between the ages of 20 and 40. Usually the symptoms get better, but then come back. Some may come and go. Others linger. You should keep track of your symptoms to help your doctor know whether you're MS or another condition is to blame. It's always good to keep a diary of all, all the stuff that questions you want to ask, problems you're having, having all that stuff. I usually write a ton of things down, but still forget to take them to the doctor when I go. Whether you have a diagnosis or are worried about symptoms, know that MS doesn't have to control your life. You can work with your doctor to treat and manage your symptoms. So you can stay healthy and continue to live the life you want. If you're lucky enough to get it, get diagnosed early on and not have a bunch of moronic doctors that don't listen to you. And with some other conditions, laugh at you when you tell them that it's MS. Early symptoms of MS can be blurred or double vision, thinking problems, clumsiness or lack of coordination. Loss of balance, numbness, tingling, weakness in your arms and and or legs. Uh, No two people have exactly the same symptoms of MS. So when someone tells you they know someone with MS and they did this and they're cured and all that, just punch them in the face. (laughs) Oh, fuck you. (laughs) You don't know shit. Shut up. Until you have the goddamn disease, don't tell me how to control my shit. You may have a single symptom and then go months or years without any others. Or you may have tons of symptoms and that just won't go away and you're stuck with them the rest of your life. (laughs) 
a problem can cause can also happen just one time go away and never return for some lucky people the symptoms become worse within weeks or months for others uh, common symptoms of ms these are the most common changes to the mind and body in someone with ms we have unusual sensations basically people with ms often say they feel pins and needles sensation or numbness or direct pain they may also have numbness itching burning stabbing or tearing pains about half of the people with ms have these uncomfortable symptoms, fortunately, they can be managed or treated if you're lucky. Uh, bladder problems, about 8 in 10 people have bladder problems, which can be treated with different types of medications and different types of therapy. They may also have, you may also have to need to pee off and urgently need to go at night or have trouble emptying your bladder fully which can cause uh the <laughs> what you call it the infections utis um bowel problems especially constipation are also common trouble walking is big with muscle weakness or spasms which can make it harder to walk Balance problems, numb feet, and fatigue can also make walking hard. Uh, dizziness. It's common to feel dizzy or lightheaded. You usually won't have vertigo or the feeling that the room is spinning, but you can. Uh, fatigue is very common. Muscle spasms. Sexual trouble. Uh, can include vaginal dryness in women and erectional pro erection problems in men. Both men and women may be less responsive to touch or have a lower sex drive or have trouble reaching orgasm. Uh, speech problems, which you hear in my podcast a lot, <laughs> can cause people to pause a long time in between words and have slurred or nasal speech. Some people also develop swallowing problems in more advanced stages of MS. Uh, thinking problems are common. Uh, concentrating, having problems, hard times concentrating, uh, slowed thinking, poor attention, fuzzy memory, uh, a lot of a lot of different cognitive issues can happen. Tremors are common, minor shakes, hard to do everyday activities and stuff. Vision problems, optic neuritis is a big thing with MS. Uh, breathing problems, seizures, uh, sudden eye pain, temporary vision loss. Things that can cause MS symptoms. Uh, primary symptoms come from 
Oh, I'm getting attacked here by a cat. <laughs> the cat wants his way out. Primary symptoms. Well, doctors like to put it into three groups, primary, secondary, and tertiary. But primary symptoms come from damage to the protective sheath around the nerves in your spine or brain. The damage causes scarring, which makes it harder for signals to travel between the brain and the body. This process can lead to bladder or bowel problems, loss of balance, numbness, paralysis, tingling, tremors, vision problems, or weakness. Uh, there's medicine, physical therapy, and other treatments can be taken to try and help with these problems, help keep them under control. Secondary symptoms follow the main problems of MS. For instance, not being able to empty your bladder can lead to bladder infection. Uh, doctors can treat secondary symptoms, but the goal is to avoid them by treating the primary ones first, hopefully not getting the secondary symptoms. Uh, tertiary symptoms are the social, psychological, and job-related problems of living with MS. For instance, if MS makes it hard for you to walk or drive, you may not be able to do your job well. Uh, because MS varies so much, it's best not to compare yourself with other people who have MS. Your experience is likely to be different. Most people learn to manage their symptoms and can keep leading full and active lives. And yeah, a healthy lifestyle can help keep inflammation down. So if you like your tater chips and Cheetos and all that shit. Here are a few ways that you can flip your chips. If you like like corn chips, you can try 12 Tides puffed kelp chips. They also have real food from the growing up. Real food from the growing up California stocks. And they also have RW Garcia sweet beet crackers. Are all good substitutes for the corn chip. If you like the puffed cheese snacks, like the puffed Cheetos and stuff, try Pitos. It's a blend of legumes that give you that Cheetos taste and feel. They have Pipcorn cheese balls and then Hip Peas, H-I-P-P-E-A-S. Try those out to replace your puffed snacks. If you're a potato chip head, try bada bean, bada boom. And there's Quavos. And they also have pulp pantry pulp chips. Try those for a replacement on those. And if you want to replace your tortilla chips, you got Simply 7 lentil chips. And they have everybody eat snack things. And the last one is Beanfields Black Bean with Sea Salt Bean Chips. So those are all interesting little combinations to try to replace your chips with something that's a little healthier and get you some extra veggies in your system. But that's it for today. Hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll get back to you again with more stuff in the near future. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Keep the shadow monster. Check out the Crimson Cull Comic Club. Check out the Under, Cull, Under the Cull podcast along with Under the Cull of MS. And we will get back to you again soon. Be good.